Welcome to the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is where accomplishment and harmony coexist. Now, here's your host and Spa Life curator, Diane Halfman. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is a lifestyle that accepts that accomplishment and harmony coexist. The spa and spa life, the SPA, is for seek power always. That power within you to do your deeper, greater work in the world. I am so fired up for our guest today, Aubrey Nichols. She has a black belt in truth-telling. She hails from Texas, but this feminine feminist finds her comfort in sunshine, green juice, and we're gonna have to talk about this, hellacious traffic from Los Angeles, California. Her writing for The Week, Observer, and Elite Daily has made her a resonant voice in the self-love movement, which she believes is the ultimate love story. That said, the pioneer of mobile dating is swiping right, hoping to find her SO. And for those of you not in the lingo, that's significant other. She believes that love can change the world. Aubrey, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so honored to be here. And what an intro. (laughs) I don't know if I can live up to all of that. You absolutely can. And you are. It's so great to have you here and just be part of, of this conversation. Like Some people may not know that you actually also have an MA in organizational change. And you have this day job where you cultivate community and ignite creativity in organizations. I would love for you to share more about your proprietary workshop, which I love the name, Stoked. Okay, great. I'm glad you really talked about Stoked because then I've retooled Stoked to actually focus on the time that we're in right now, which is, if anyone is listening later, it's the hellacious 2020 COVID-19. So we're like in month four, upcoming five of sort of like stay-at-home quarantine. And Stoked really was a workshop I developed for creative people to help them get unstuck. And I would say that out of all of the concerns that I have right now in this environment that we're in, it's for the creative community, it's for the impacts, it's for the ment- the toll that mental health or the lack of mental health care is going to take on on it's going to affect everybody. And so for a creative person being stuck and not being able to have access to inspiration via like movies or getting out there talking to people, you know, different momentum, Stokes is a workshop that brings the tools to them. So I'm bringing breathwork, I'm bringing embodied affirmation, I'm bringing parenting during the pandemic, I'm bringing women's circles, arts and crafts, everything to the creative community and cultures and ad agencies so to help them get to their best ideas faster. And that is what Stoked is all about. It's tending to all your parts of you as a creative person to help remove the blockages so you can remain a channel for idea generation. How fun. I love that. And you know, this might be some, a little bit random, but you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who is uh, dating and I was like, how do you date in the world right now with this like insanity of social distancing and you know, staying locked up in your house? And I mean, how are you approaching that? Well, since I do have a black belt in truth telling, I will tell you that right now I downloaded and deleted Bumble four times yesterday. Because I do have this longing to connect, but I just feel like 
trying, I'm, I'm doing some real deep inner work where I'm trying to manifest from this place of like, not this like desperation and longing. So there's a really different energy in this than there is from just sitting there and like calling in my beloved and being out in the universe and putting out that like energy that like I'm willing to receive love. So honestly, I would say as a headline, I am not dating from home right now because number one, dating from home perpetuates my intimacy issues. I need to be smelling the man, being in close quarters with him, working out the uncomfortable silences. And right now that's not possible. So I don't really want to have this like empty, like connection over virtual like screens. It's just, it doesn't do it for me. It actually hurts more. Right. I'm I totally get that. The real thing. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There's, there's nothing like being in the same room with somebody and having shared experiences and, and yeah. making that happen. And, uh, you know, which leads me to, you know, there's something about like consciously creating your life, like really being intentional about your doing. You do some very specific things around that. I'd love for you to share some of uh, your rituals and things that you do to really create a conscious life. Okay. So a big part of my, this idea of like setting the intention, being the creator, the co-creator with the universe was very new to me. And probably six years ago, I was, you know, sort of in a marriage that was like sucking my soul. And even I had the, all the things I had like dripping in diamonds, homes, loft in Soho. And I was just a most miserable version of myself. So I was exposed to this idea of like empowered, embodied affirmations. And for anyone who's listening right now, what that means is like affirmations while you're moving. And sort of, sort of like really like gets in your subconscious and edges out the old, the negative thinking. So that's a big part of it, embodied affirmations. The other part of it is journaling. It's basically separating myself from the thoughts that I'm thinking. Not because if they stay in my head, I think, I believe that they're true. I believe that they are me. They create my emotions. They create the way I hold myself. They create my actions. And I am not my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and also breath work and meditation. Okay. Yeah, I just was. I was just thinking. I, I want to kind of back up the truck here a little bit. I mean, I, I'm just no, no. It's okay. I'm just looking at like you know embodied affirmations. What's that look like? Can I show you? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna just move this. So what it looks like, I did it through this exercise through intense sati. So that okay. um, intentional awareness is what it means. But it was high impact cardio. I was at Equinox Studio, and it was like it said so. I am powerful beyond measure. I am stronger than I think. I am enough. I have enough. I feel grounded today. I am empowered and safe. So doing this over and over and over again, um, I literally started to believe these things. Yeah, I love this. So for those of you, I mean, you guys can, if you're listening on YouTube uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see the movements that Aubrey did. If you're listening like on iTunes or other platforms, she was basically standing up and for every word that she did, she did like an empowered motion. So that was like putting her her arms in front of her, you know, into the sky, off to the side. Really, you know, the embodiment part is actually moving your body Body to the word and the intention and the affirmation so that it embodies more in yourself, correct? 
Yeah, so that's right. So I mean, you could create your own affirmations, and you could even walk walking and and saying those biking. Um, anytime that you're moving, like on even on a bike, um, the the inform- your body is more open. Um, your channels are more open to receive, and um, that's why it works. So, and then the, the other part about it is once you start a practice of that, then when you get sort of your uh, your panties in a wad, you're kind of like not having a good day. You can like do those motions and call up that feeling that you have when you do that. So, you know, like one of my favorite movements is hand to heart and then hand out. I deserve what I want. This is, I deserve what I want, you know, and just really like feeling that, like, what does that feel like? It's so powerful. You know, I used to think I had to earn everything. You know, I love that because people talk about like feeling feelings, but sometimes if you're like, well, I'm not feeling it. Right. And so what are the actual things that you can do to actually ground those feelings and have us have positive associations with those so that maybe if you're not quite there, you can actually do some of these motions that then kind of bring it up, which I'm thinking that like if you're really feeling a great emotion to do it, then actually kind of cements that in kind of that anchoring, almost that, you know, NLP approach of like, when you're feeling something amazing, when you anchor that in with movement, then, you know, when you do it again, it recalls those moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could even put on one of your favorite songs and I have another thing. It's like, it's called priming the day. As soon as you wake up, you put on an amazing song and then you start saying, today is the best day ever. Today is an epic day. People are walking by, smiling at me and you just get your physiology in line with this feeling good. And then you always end by, today is the best day ever. <laughs> I love this so much. And I love you. You had shared with me that, you know, if you're not drinking coffee, dancing with Beyonce or writing, then you are thinking about <laughs> drinking coffee, dancing to Beyonce and writing. So is that routine kind of get your juices going, help you stay creative? Is that just part of what you love? Like, what does that combination do for you? The combination is all things that I love. It's all things that give me a little boost you know, writing brings me peace. It brings me closer to myself. It, Beyonce makes me, she's my muse. It's all about like, you know, she's a reminder that like she worked hard. She's a Houston girl. Like I'm from Texas and um, yeah. And drinking coffee. Although like, as I get older, I just cannot drink it like I used to. It's unfortunate. <laughs> okay. I, Your body will probably thank you for that. <laughs> oh my God. I love it so much. But what I'm finding is, is my Actually, my power is in my stillness, which is why I'm out in Joshua Tree right now. Mm-hmm. And as someone who lived in New York for 20 years and someone who's been... I need to learn how to be still yeah. and learn that I'm safe when I'm still. Yes. And learn how to take pauses and breathe. This, this is so crucial because you know there's so much ramping up that's happening in the world and so much like chaos and anxiety and especially if people are scrolling you know lots of negative things and it's so important to really unplug from all of that it's you know, like that's why I love the you know regardless of what people's you know spiritual beliefs are I love the be still and know that I'm God 
Like just saying something like that, just that stillness, because we don't give ourselves permission to do that. I mean, we are these these doings that we're doing and versus this human being where we don't really allow ourselves some of that space to really just enjoy that. And you talk about having this like this self-love that that's like the greatest love story to have. And what would you share with listeners who want to cultivate more of that uh, self-love relationship with themselves? Well, I would say it's not for beginners. This work is not for beginners. And it's just such a process. And if you can't see me right now, I am literally about to cry because it has been realizing that I'm lovable and that I'm worthy and that I deserve love and all of those things has been the biggest gift after just so much self-loathing. And what I've learned is as I grow, as I go deeper, um, become more intimate and accepting and compassionate with myself, it sets the foundation for everything in my life. So the reason why I'm able to let go of like the caffeine, which was actually not doing me the service that it used to, is because I love myself and I don't want to be harmful to myself anymore. So it's just as you... You know, listen, the first step is just self-acceptance. And then you potentially get to self-like. And then the biggest tool that unlocked this window for me was meditation and getting still in the quiet. I use a guided meditation with Sarah Blondin on Insight Timer. It's free. There's music. So it helps me get into a heart space. Usually I cry, almost always. And it's just like, I love you. Are you listening? And it just reconnects me or connects me to myself. And it has, and that's been the biggest game changer. I wish I would have known that when I was 11 and all of a sudden looked in the mirror and thought that I wasn't okay. Right. This is such an important thing to really talk about. What are the rituals and what are the ways of being that really help elevate ourselves and to really when you come from that place of self-love and self-acceptance and you have filled up your own cup, right? We talk about, you know, when you fill yourself up first, you know, the oxygen mask and all of those things, it's so important to be able to do those things so that you then can have the strength and the wisdom and access those things so that when you do your greater work in the world, you come from that more grounded place. Have you noticed any days like, I mean, I'm not sure if you have in that, you know, you've missed your meditation or you maybe didn't get as connected, how it influences you in your day? Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, I, I'm just like irritable. I mean, I, I now I can tell if I have, there's just like nuances. If I miss my breath work in the morning, if I try to do life, that's usually where I get messed up. If I try to dance with life as a being, like just like you were saying, then it's a lot easier. It goes smoothly. Yeah. You know, but everyone has their off days. I think everyone has their off days and really just, you know, I watched some intense TV yesterday, but I really needed to, I really needed to just zone out and just watch movies all day. I rarely watch TV and it was really good for me. I woke up today rested. So it's like being able to really tune in. Meditation gives you the ability to tune in to those little nuances of what you're inside what your beloved, what your highest self needs, and then tend to those needs. 
Right. That is such an important point because, you know, sometimes we can get so into our rituals that we're just, they become like automatic and routine that we're not actually picking up on those subtle clues, you know, whether it's in meditation or prayer or being out in nature, whatever those things do that allow you to align to see, hey, it's time to pivot today or let's make a shift or I need to look at things in a different way. So I think it's so important to have that awareness of when a shift actually needs to happen. I mean, I tend to be somebody, once I get into a routine, like I stick with it. It's like, oh, that works. I'm just going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm almost like a couple days beyond that routine where I'll be like, I think something's up. Like I need to be really checking this out and having just that awareness to be like, okay, it's time to shift. Right. And I think sometimes if we don't listen to that, that's when we start like things start like, you know, the matrix starts breaking or, you know, something starts happening where it's not actually working for us. And, but I think that's where also where we learn from our own experiences. And so one of the things I love to talk about on the show is, you know, what are some of your disempowering experiences? Like, what are some of the things that kind of, taken the life out of you that have not worked for you? And then what have you learned from those things that allow you to get back into your power? I would say something that's really alive for me right now is I have this tendency of, you know, as an empath, as a sort of canary in the coal mine, I really have this tendency of making these like my, I have these like narcissist creative women or like um, that I put up on pedestals. Sometimes they're writing teachers and and most often they're really mean and they want to use me or then throw me away. Or And so it's just getting hooked into that cycle, wanting them to see me and to like me and to approve of me and tell me I'm good. When what I know... So it's very disempowering and it, it makes me feel small and... So what I know to do is to just... They have something that I want. They have something that I want to embody that is actually inside of me that's not fully manifested or realized. And so what I like to do is sort of just delete those people from my Instagram, disengage with love and send them lots of light. But I can't work with mean people anymore. And um, I've got to... And that's on me. Because I know. I mean, it's clear. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important. And, you know, thank you for just being vulnerable and sharing that because I think there's a lot of people that realize that there's certain people that should not be in their space. Like they should not be connecting with them. And whether it's our our greater self that's trying to make it all work. But I think there's also those messages of like, not everyone is, you know, our flavor of Kool-Aid. Like they don't resonate with us or we don't resonate with them. And we need to be okay with that and to really trust how we're showing up in the world, right? And I totally get that because there are people that we want to emulate and as maybe as you know, things that we want to aspire to. But I love the distinction that you made in terms of we already have all of that in there. We wouldn't see it or recognize it in them if we didn't already have it in ourself. Yeah. And that is such an important thing for you know our listeners to really embody because I think we all go through these phases where like we feel like people are like 20 steps ahead of us or in these different directions. And we're not here to compare ourselves to that. Like it's where we are at and what we're doing and what that actually looks like. So it's important to really make sure that we're intentional about who we have in our space and what we're creating with that. And with that, one of the fun things I like to ask my guests is to really look at... Now, I know you're like in a traveling space right now. So it's up to you if you want to 
you know, utilize your traveling space or your space at home. But one of the things that I love is that we we actually feel differently. We experience things differently in different rooms. We mm-hmm. feel differently in our kitchen versus our office versus our bedroom, like all these different places that we're at. What is your favorite room and why? I would say right now it's the kitchen and why. Um, well, I mean, I avoided food and eating and hunger for <laughs> the large part of my life and really like struggled with the eating disorder. So the fact that I'm in the kitchen cooking, enjoying flavors, I have like flowers and being and feeling I'm there making things and having fun and trying to create joy around eating and food is really exciting for me. And it's absolutely brand new. It's absolutely brand new. So I would say that that is definitely my favorite place. I love that. You know, it's funny because mm-hmm. I just had uh, one of my uh, guests uh, is uh, Tracy, and uh, she was just talking about how she's got four daughters, and you know, because she worked a lot, she was not really spending time in the kitchen. But now, since the shutdown, they're spending more time together. And she said, "I've never been in the kitchen so much before, where it's actually an enjoyable experience because it's not as rushed. It's more like you know, uh, integrating and and you know, relationship for them." But I, you know, I think also just doing it, you know, being in a kitchen space by yourself and being able to see how you're really feeding yourself and your soul. And I think there's something about having really great, yummy food and actually being part of the process really makes a difference. And I mean, do you see like your food and your experience of that now as a form of self love? Gosh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like a lot of it is like breaking the rules that my mom. Like, it's like, I love, it's like, if I want to eat standing up, I eat standing up. If I want to leave it messy, I leave it messy. No, it's like, because my mom was a nutritionist and personal trainer. It was just, there's so much rigidity around it. And it's just, so a lot of it is doing whatever the heck I want to with absolutely no rules, you know? And it's like, I mean, it's freeing. You know, and it's been all, and the healing has been so deep. So it is, it's like, if I want to see how I'm doing in my self-love game and where, where I am in my self-love practice, I can just look at one of the meals I'm eating. Because mm-hmm. that right there, that is like my, my benchmark. That is like my plant that is either alive or dead. It's like, what am I eating? Am I eating out of a Tupperware container? Or am I putting, am I like sitting down eating in a glass bowl? Like, do I have like sprinkling cherries and you know pumpkin seeds and getting all like creative and colorful with it that's definitely is my benchmark for sure yeah i love that you know i had a, a mentor at one point said you know one of the ways to actually gauge the state of your life is to look at your last meal oh yeah you know we say that yeah because, you know, it's like, was there, was there love put into that? What, you know, does it have, is it, like you said, is it, is it colorful? Is it like, you know, is it yummy? Is like uh, all the different aspects to it that actually make it, you know, just something fun versus just throwing in your face, you know, it's something that's a more of an experience that makes it fun. So I love that. And so one of the things I also love to talk about with the guests is I'm really passionate about and focusing on positive disruptors, people who are really making a positive impact in the world or doing it in a different way. And I know you share a lot about turning inward. And I'd like for you to just talk a little bit about how are you being a positive disruptor in the world? 
So, I mean, for me, my intention, my why is like very clear. I'm here to illuminate the darkness so that others may live in the light. So I have done it. I have like, I've been there, done that. And I've done all the things. So I actually feel like zero judgment about the things I do. And for some reason, I feel that vulnerability is my superpower. So I really am becoming and hope to spread the message of self-love above all, but with all the realness, with all the F-bombs, with all the ugly, with all this just like the nitty gritty, because that's what it's, it's about. And really for me, self-love was like a matter of life and death, not of just the soul, but like my my life was on the line. So the fact that I'm here today is a miracle. And I think that those experiences were actually gifts that I need to go through and share about them. And my vehicle, along with my Instagram, that where I write a lot is just my my writing. It's sort of saying the things that no one else will say, saying the things that other people are feeling. And so hopefully that they don't feel so alone or isolated with those things. And they get comfort or perspective or maybe some have some compassion for themselves when they read my work. Yeah, I love that so much. And I so appreciate and, and resonate as well of just being this light in the world, right? There's so many dark corners out there and for people to really be able to trust themselves, to love themselves, to really show up as their most powerful version. Those are how people can show up as a leader and be that light out in the world. So I just, you know, I just want to thank you for your work and, and what you're up to. And I know that our listeners are going to want to stay in contact with you. How can they do that? Oh, sure. So if um, definitely find me on Instagram. It's A-U-B-R-E-E dot Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S. And from there, you can find my website. My I'm working on a book that will be out in a year or so. So you can get like sort of on the email list. And just, I think hopefully like plug into a feed that will brighten and spiral you up, keep high vibe, but definitely I keep it real. I love that. Well, I don't see anything better than ending on spiraling up and yeah. being uh, that light in the world. So Aubrey, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh yeah. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful, beautiful day. Uh, thank you. And thank you to our listeners. We so appreciate your time. It's such a valuable asset that we have. And we just really appreciate you spending it here with us. Uh, when we're talking about positive disruptors, you're part of that. This is a community. We really want to make sure that you're getting this word out into uh, your communities and you know, make sure that you are subscribing, you're rating and reviewing. These are how we get positive messages in the world, which we so desperately need more of that out there. So please be part of that. And until we connect again, live your spa life. Bye for now. Your host and spa life curator, Diane Halfman, wants you to know you can download her free guide to start living your spa life right now. Go to dianehalfman.com and click on the link for the nine secrets to step into your spa life. Now, live your spa life where accomplishment and harmony coexist.